This is the Adulting I Hate It Here podcast. Ciao. Adulting is good. I want to go home. I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it here. I want to go home. I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it here. Hey there, all you cool cats and kittens. It's me, Queen T, and this is the Adulting I Hate It Here podcast. Welcome back. Um, it's gorgeous outside. The sun is sunning. The clouds are widening and it's beautiful outside. So whatever the humans have been doing to the earth up until a few weeks ago, we apologize. Like as a unit, we apologize to outside. Um, so I'm in a very naturey mood. I got my meditation in this morning. I've been trying to uh, get a hold of that and really just bring a lot of peace to myself because what the hell is going on right now? It's a lot. And I feel like we all could use a break. So this particular episode, I dedicated to the meditation, what it is, what it ain't, all the goods, the bads, the uglies, and uh, really just the benefits, really. I really don't want to say anything negative. It's enough of that going on. Um, Speaking of the one only murderous Cal Baskin, did y'all see OJ's clip basically explaining that he watched Tiger King and he believes that Carol fed her husband to the damn tigers? And I was just looking at my phone, you know, I couldn't believe that he (laughs) really got on the interwebs and told y'all he believes that this person is a murderer. And I'm like, "Mm, mm, mm, mm. takes one to know one. Anywho, we're done with Tiger King. Oh, no, no, no. I think I just heard that he may have tested positive for coronavirus. I don't know. But it would go swimmingly well with his story of already craziness. Uh, That is his life story. So I hope the best for him and pretty much anyone that is dealing with this on a serious note. This is getting closer and closer to home. It is getting more and more concerning and I was talking to my brother not too long ago and we were kind of just discussing what we think about the current state of what's going on. And he said, you know, why is it that any typical day you don't trust the media and you don't trust the government? But in a time like this, you know, we're kind of hanging on every word they say or really every number that they put out. We're hanging on to every single thing. And and it's really creating a lot of anxiety, fear, concern, worry. A lot of jobs have been lost in this time. People, families have been affected. Family members are dying. And of course, there's no funeral for those. And so this is really like twilight zone type of situation. But my brother and I were talking and I said that my main concern is that people who work in the healthcare field, people who I know, friends alike, they are concerned and they're on the front line. And I would assume that for people that work in a hospital or healthcare environment, that there's nothing that you haven't seen, you know, because when you work in a hospital, all types of things are coming in and out those double doors. So when they are concerned, I am concerned, like regardless of what the media is talking about, I'm concerned specifically because the people that are on the front line are, are really getting the, the blunt end of all of this and they are genuinely worried and concerned for the state of our country and our well-being so just everybody do the best that you can if there's a stay-at-home order in the state that you live in 
if you are in Florida, its own country, please do what you can. Because I know Floridians really struggle with, I don't know, rules, regulations, normalcy. So do the best you can. As far as I know, there's going to be a stay-at-home order where grocery stores, things like that, essential stores have like a capacity limit and it's it's kind of getting very scarce out there. So if you can get out there, get your essentials and sat down at the crib because one, before I even get to meditation, because this is why I need to meditate because I just, I just don't like watching people not follow goddamn directions. It's really simple. They're asking you to do nothing and we still can't do that. And I'm, I'm not understanding. I am the confusion because I'm watching people put on gloves and masks, which is great. Guys, guys, let me slow it down for a quick second. Backspace delete and just say that the gloves and mask are for when you are going into a space, right? With more than 10 people, right? There's a good number of people around you then it is appropriate to protect yourself with the mask and with the gloves, right? Upon leaving said location, throw your gloves in the garbage, okay? Why would you get your gloves and go hold all your stuff and go touch your door and go touch your steering wheel and then touch your children's car seat and then touch your door? And then now Corona is like tussy sliding all up and through your living room. Guys, I need us to do better. I'm watching people put on gloves and eat chips in the store line. I'm watching people use the gloves and then use their phone, like I said, and then put it directly to their ear. We have to be a little bit more conscious of the things that we are doing. Try not to touch your face. Try not to touch your personal items while you have those gloves on. Those gloves need to be interchanged multiple times. It's not like, okay, I'm gonna just wear these set of gloves for the entire 24 hours. That is not how it works, guys. So do your due diligence, okay? I'm sick of it. All of this is leading me to have to meditate because meditate, look look what y'all doing to me. It led me down the path to getting back on meditation. And I'll be honest, um, I've been meditating for, I would say closer to 10 plus years. Like I... I don't really know the number, but it's been quite a few years Um, for people that's known me for a long time. You know that I've kind of always been on that. Um, But really what led me to that was which was something that to me at the time I didn't think was authentic because I felt like I was playing the role of someone that meditates. And I'll talk about that in in a little bit. But Again, the focus of this show is meditation, the different forms of meditation, and primarily this is for beginners because I think that meditation can be a little bit intimidating and a little daunting because the perspective is that people generally have a misconception of what meditation is, and so when they finally get introduced to it, a lot of times you're playing a role of the person that meditates, but you aren't having the experience that it's supposed to be providing. So like I said, I started the meditation a few years ago and I fell into every single pitfall there is with meditation. So there's really nothing 
when I, I, I generally asked a few people on the Twitter machine, like how often you meditate and not only that is what kind of struggles or obstacles that you run into while you're meditating. And for the most part, people basically said that they struggle with um, focus, you know, their mind wanders and it's frustrating or it's just uncomfortable or they're not sure if they're doing it right. Like there are a few things and I'll get to it because there isn't nothing that I haven't been through with this meditation journey. I've meditated for an hour, got up and felt nothing. And I felt like it was such a waste of time. So I figure with this episode, especially with everything that's going on right now, um, this could be very, very beneficial. There are a ton of benefits to meditating. So initially, let's just talk about what meditation is. So in Buddhism, the person meditating is not trying to get into this hypnotic state or contact angels or anything supernatural. In the most general definition, meditation is a way of taking control of the mind so that it becomes peaceful and focused and the meditator becomes more aware. In my mind, I just imagine meditation as a time to turn off, right? Because you're you're constantly going. Your brain is going 24/7. When you're sleeping, your brain is still operating. That's why a lot of people dream, you know, your subconscious is awakened and your logical self is asleep. So that's why things only seem strange when you wake up. While you're having the dream, it doesn't seem that weird. But once you wake up, you realize how out of place everything was. That's because your consciousness has waken back up. So your subconscious is like, uh, I'm trying to think of an analogy. It's just like a, a fountain or a keep safe. That's a better word. So your mind is like a keep safe or your subconscious is a, so your subconscious is a keep safe of every single thing that you have experienced with your five senses, right? So everything you've seen, everything you've heard, everything you've smelled, tasted, touched, it gets stored in your subconscious and things that you have only taken a glimpse at is still recorded in your subconscious. So a lot of times when you're sleeping, it just kind of replays your life back to you in whatever order. Um, It replays feelings, emotions, different things, different experiences that you have in your waking life. But again, your brain is doing all of that while you're sleeping. So you feel like you're resting because you're lying down and you're in bed and your eyes are closed for a few hours. But a lot of you know, um, you still can wake up exhausted. You ever like got an inordinate amount of sleep, like so much sleep you got suspicious and you got up the next day and still found yourself yawning, a little sluggish. And you're like, what the fuck? I went to sleep, not even sleep. I had a slumber and I'm still tired. And that's because that just because your your body is lying there doesn't mean that you're actually getting rest. So, and, and also meditation definitely helps with that as well. But it is just isolated time to turn your your brain off to give it a break. I feel like if 
something happened to your ankle, you sprained your ankle, you would just know to sit down for a while or to elevate your foot or to not put so much pressure on it because you can feel immediate physical pain with your ankle. But when your brain is sprained or hurting or needs some type of assistance, it doesn't necessarily have those cues to alert you that something is wrong. You may feel general lethargy. You just may feel discontent. You may feel uneasy and you can't really put a finger on what it is. And that in itself is agonizing because you're like, something is wrong with me, but I can't tell you what exactly it is. And, uh, you know, it, it does create some sense of insecurity because you're like, I should be able to know what's wrong with me, but I just don't feel like myself. And it's a long journey that a lot of us go through. So I got into meditation because one, I was into metaphysics and I just find a very deep interest in myself and who I am. And that has nothing to do with conceit or arrogance or anything like that. It is, I'm so interested to figure out who I am. So I invest in that. And even if it's uncomfortable and even if it's things I don't like or don't like to do or don't want to do, I always find an interesting thing about myself that I didn't know. And it intrigues me. And I'm like, okay, well, if I think this way, I'm not an anomaly. Everyone thinks this way. And now we're learning that more than ever, that we're more alike than we're not. Without all of the status and the money and and the cloud and all of the stuff that, that we admire people for, right now everybody is cooped up in their houses and we are all the same. We have more alike than we don't. We all need tissue, okay, girls? We all need it, <laughs> okay? There is no one ass that is specifically special than the other. So in this time, I figured that I had to get back to meditating because I myself, meditating all these years, I deviate from the path all the time. And I call that my experiencing time. It's time for me to just experience life. I don't have to analyze it all the time. Sometimes I'm just living. I I just wanna live for a while. But I found myself, and you guys can go back a few episodes, like I I found myself so absorbed into the news and into the coronavirus and the death tolls and the amount of people who are testing positive and people's families are being ripped up by this disease and virus. And I, I just got so overwhelmed with it that I was like, okay, I have to retreat and I have to make sure I'm okay on the inside because I cannot keep reacting to whatever is happening outside of me. I'm tired of being reactionary to things that are happening to me. I don't want to feel like the victim of life. So I got back into my meditation and instantly I felt a ton better. I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. I could see a little bit more clearly. I think one of the struggles or pitfalls that I fell into before with meditation is like, I felt like it wasn't working because I was waiting on like this cosmic, otherworldly, out of body experience. And when it didn't happen, I assumed I did something wrong and I didn't connect and I wasn't pure of heart and 
my mind wasn't focused and I gave myself all these reasons and excuses as to why I didn't have this special experience when I meditated. And that was because I went into it with expectations. I can't tell you what to do, but I will tell you from my experience that it has not been beneficial to me to go into the meditation expecting to get something out of it. Because now you're putting undue pressure on a process that's supposed to be pressure free. <laughs> like It's not supposed to have any type of uh, hovering feelings of that you have to do get something done. It's supposed to be a time of peace to um, collect yourself, collect your thoughts. And I know a lot of people struggle with just having to focus. One of the first things, like I said, it was just me going into the meditation with those expectations. And when I didn't get it, it kind of ruined my whole day because I'm like, okay, well, I didn't connect to the spirit and I, I must have had too much on my mind and what's wrong with me. And then you go through that whole cycle of just beating yourself down because you didn't get something that you made up. No one made you do it. No one made these rules up. A lot of times we make rules for ourselves and then when we break them, we are so mean to ourselves. And uh, meditation helps to break that up and help you realize and sort out some thoughts as well. So when you're looking for like a revelation or you have some objective that you are trying to get through with the meditation, I would say to have intent, but not expectations. So the difference is I I can set an intention. My intention, I just want peace. I don't want any disruption. I don't want any negative thoughts. I don't want to think about last Tuesday. I don't want to think about what Trump said. I just want peace. I want quietness. So I will go into the meditation knowing that my intention is to achieve quietness. And when I get it, I know that that job is done. And it's not to say that my mind doesn't chatter and it doesn't wander. I will give you guys a tip also. When your mind starts to wander, I'll tell you what I do to kind of keep things kind of in in line. But like I said, one of the biggest obstacles that I think that a lot of us are, are going through is just that misconception of what they're supposed to get out of it. Now, some of the perceived obstacles that I feel like people kind of put on themselves is I can't get my mind to stop thinking. I overthink too much. My mind won't stop. It's just ongoing. And trust me. I I totally understand because even when you're meditating and you're trying to do the right thing and you're trying to create some space between you and some negativity or your day or what have you, everything starts flooding your mind. You start thinking about shit you weren't thinking about for years. You start thinking about like a second grade teacher and you're like, what the fuck? Why am I even thinking about that? And then you think about three relationships ago and how they tried you and how that one text message didn't add up. Your mind will go into 10,000 directions and each of those directions have 10,000 directions. So I know that it's not easy to get your mind to quiet. And personally, just going through this journey and even for those that know me or listen to Urban Sweet Talk um, before, 
you know that like I've had like a medical journey and it's been a little tough and it was really hard for me to get back on a spiritual path because I was so overwhelmed with sadness. I was overwhelmed with victimhood that I couldn't see anything positive. And it took me a while to get back on this road. But once I did, and I had to learn to isolate the thoughts from who I am, a big misconception is that you are your thoughts. That's false. You are the one that speaks, laughs, cries. You are the one that has an emotional reaction to life. You are the one that that has the ability to sing and the talent and the essence that is inside you. That's you. The face, the body, the attitude, the job, the car, all of those things are accessories to who you are, but it is not who you are. So just like a watch isn't who you are, your thoughts aren't who you are. It is something outside of you. So I immediately start associating my thoughts with something foreign, something that is not organically put into my body. That is something that I have either heard, I have either felt, it is something that came from somewhere else. So when you're thinking things and you, you think it has your voice, it has your voice and this is the little voices that go, did I turn off the stove? No, I turned the stove off. But did I though? You know, let me go double check. And then you go in the house, you check the stove, you did turn it off. And you go, see, I knew I turned it off. Who are you talking to? Where is that conversation coming from? Who is listening and who is speaking? This is the difference between you, the essence, the person, the soul of who you are, and the thought. Because if the thought is the one that's saying it, who is listening? Exactly. Then I realized that, okay, so I'm not my thoughts. And I can just let them come and go without feeling the need to intercept, without feeling the need to analyze it. So when I realized that I didn't have to, one, I didn't have to believe every thought. I didn't have to create an emotional connection to every thought. I didn't have to break my own heart over thoughts, or even if it's from the past, I don't have to believe it and I don't have to listen. And when I set myself apart from the thoughts, when I got to meditation, it became a little bit more easier for me. And one of the tricks or tools or tips or whatever that I use, and it helps me out tremendously, I use it every single time that I meditate. I haven't grown out of it. I found a method that works and I love it. So one of the things that I do is, so like I said, if you're thinking something and you can hear it in your head, who is the one saying it? And who is the one hearing it? The one hearing it is you. The one saying it is not. So when I sit to meditate, I really just see those thoughts as like passing clouds or even more. I see those thoughts as I'll give you guys an analogy and it works for me. And I don't know if it'll work for you, but it helps me out a lot. So I imagine that the thought is an elderly woman with dementia. I don't know if any one of you have dealt with any family member that has had Alzheimer's or dementia. My grandmother did before she passed away. 
and she would stray away from the home. She would think I was a white woman. It was crazy. When she would stray away from the home, we would have to find her or a family member would have to go out and find her and escort her back into the house. So I see my thoughts as that because it doesn't know better. It doesn't know better. It's only operating on a system that I built. If I built a system inside on insecurity, on not feeling like enough, on doubt, on negativity, on victimhood, if I built my thoughts on the premise of those things, that's the only thing that it's going to recognize. So again, I see the thoughts as an elderly woman with dementia. You wouldn't go to an elderly woman frustrated with dementia and like, what the, go home. Why are you, you need to go back home. No, you would be kind. You would place a hand on them. You would escort them back to where they belong. And so the thoughts that stray where they belong is in the present moment. So long as I'm only thinking about the present moment, I'm not thinking about five minutes from now. I'm not thinking about two hours ago. I'm not time hopping between the future and the past concerning myself with with thoughts that aren't healing. So you're constantly thinking about negative things. You're watching negative things. You're absorbing negative content and somehow expect yourself to be positive. That's just not how it works. When my mind starts to wander and chatter starts, I separate myself and go, oh, that's not me. Because me, I'm sitting here in this one spot. That's all I'm doing. I'm not in the future and I'm not in the past. I'm right here. So I kindly and compassionately escort my thought back to the present moment. And it doesn't matter how many times I have to do that. I have over time built up enough patience to not get frustrated with myself for my mind wandering. That's what your mind is going to do. If you've been feeding it content for hours and hours and hours a day, then that content is going to find a way to repeat itself in your mind. You're going to think about it again. You're going to think of all the things that you've done before, what you want to eat tomorrow, or, you know, you've thought of all of these things to kind of keep yourself in this negative space that when you come to meditate, it is like difficult to focus. It's difficult to concentrate. And not only that, a lot of us were never taught how to concentrate and focus. I learned that from Don Dapani. Go check him out or I'll probably link him um, somewhere on my socials or what have you. But, um, but no one has ever taught us how to meditate. No one has ever taught us how to focus. No one's taught us how to concentrate. But everyone asks us to. Your boss asks you to focus on this, whatever, because we have to get it done by this deadline. Growing up, your mother's told you, concentrate, do your homework, focus. But people tell you to do it, but no one teaches you how to do it. And I feel like meditation is a form of teaching yourself how to focus and to concentrate and only staying in the present moment. So be a little bit more kinder to yourself. The same way that you wouldn't go curse out an elderly woman for straying away, you cannot get frustrated with your thoughts for escaping, for thinking about somebody from a year ago that you still have feelings for and is unresolved. And 
that'll just ruin the whole time of your meditation because again, outside of being exactly where you are, your thoughts are either in the past or the future. And the objective is to get it in the present moment. So long as your mind and your brain is in the present moment, there is no room for stress. There is no room for negativity because all there is is right now, right now. I know a lot of people also is like, oh, well, you know, well, what type of meditation do I do? Am I doing the right one? Guys, it is literally hundreds of forms of meditation. It really just depends on maybe a little bit of research. What is more comfortable for you? Um, a few of them, it's like Kundalini guided meditation. Those are the one that you have someone's voice, probably very soft-spoken like myself. Don't even trip. Yes, I'm working on it. I'm going to work on like a meditation playlist that I'm going to record myself and hopefully that helps people. Going to put that out soon. Anywho, the Kundalini guided meditation, a walking meditation, body scan meditation. And those two specifically, um, I learned a few of those techniques from uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I've talked about him on several episodes because I adore the information that he provides. It really does make me think. Um, There's affirmations and all of you know about that. If you watch Mary Jane, you know about those sticky notes. So you can also, the, the affirmation ones, it's cool to listen to ones that's maybe on YouTube or some type of playlist or what have you, but a really good tool is to record yourself, record yourself saying the affirmations, saying the things that you want to get and do and be put your headphones on and listen to it as you take a nap or listen to it as you fall asleep so that it can really kind of penetrate while you're, while you're sleeping. You know how you put in conditioner, but you leave it in extra, extra. It's the same way. So that's one tool that I have used and is pretty great as well because it's something about hearing your own voice. Like I said, it's just like the thoughts. The thoughts you think are you because they have your same voice, it seems. So it's great to create something of your own with your own voice that you can hear constantly and to to reassure yourself and put yourself in a positive place. There's also mindfulness uh, meditation. There's also the Taoist. Back to the body scan really quick. Body scan is really, really great for helping with concentration and focus because while you're meditating, you can either be lying down as well, but if you're sitting upright with your spine, you know, aligned, you really go from each toe on your foot to the very tippy top of your head and you move from your toes to your the ball of your foot to your ankle to the back of your leg to your knee you really purposely account for every single thing that's on your body up to the top of your head and by the time you're done which is maybe about 20 minutes guess what you haven't thought about a bill you haven't thought about your badass kids You haven't thought about the debt that you're in. You haven't thought about the status of the world right now. And that's the point of meditation is giving yourself a break, giving your mind a break. When you feel overworked, you put that PTO in and you will go on vacation like in the regular world, not this one. But when you know you've reached your limit, you take a break. But when your brain reaches a limit, you make it keep going. 
you make your brain solve problems that it's not equipped to deal with. Like I said, probably on the first episode, it's like your brain, there are two parts of your brain, yes, but it's more or less to do practical things, color inside the lines, that's the creative side, right? The more logical side is two plus two. Those are practical things. What a lot of people give your brain or your mind the job of trying to figure out how to make people like you more how to impress someone, how to, you know, whatever it is that you fill that blank with, a lot of that is filled with the negative feelings of that as well. So like I said, there are hundreds of forms of meditation and pick one, you know, research one a little bit, figure out which one suits you best and try it out. If it doesn't work, try something else. But honestly, 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 And I don't want to discredit (laughs) any other form of meditation, right? I'm not saying that my form is better. I'm only saying that another one of the pitfalls of meditation and the spiritual world and collecting crystals and burning incense and sage and I don't know, it seems like positivity has became uh, trendy and being spiritual has become trendy in a way. One of the pitfalls in this whole thing is not falling into the same ritualistic behavior that you had before. I'll explain. So let's say, because I had a few friends who have been Christian and then denounced Christianity and they're a Buddhist or they say that um, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual and they collect crystals and they meditate over them and they bury them for three days while the moon is crescent. Listen, a lot happens and I fell into it too, is not falling into the rituals of what you're doing. And what I mean is that if you tell yourself that, okay, I'm going to collect these crystals because these crystals, this one is for protection and This one is to open my pineal and this one is to loosen up my sacral chakra. Listen, if you get really caught up in what people put on the internet, if you get caught up in following a specific guru or leader or whoever you follow or listen to, it's like don't get caught up in the hype of trying to play the role of someone that's spiritual without getting the spiritual connection because then you're just putting on the ankh then you're just putting on the the you know what I mean you're putting on a show and this is real deal things I'm talking about meditation in a more peaceful sense but honestly when you do get that space alone with your own thoughts and your own self and you're facing your own demons It can get really ugly. You start to see things about yourself you've never seen before. You start to realize that you were the root of a lot of problems. You start to see yourself for who you really, really are. And who you really, really are isn't someone that collects crystals. Isn't someone that needs to do the yoga on the balcony because if you do it in your bedroom it throws off your chi like when you start believing the hype of these rituals that you create or you're following from someone else you can get lost in the sauce and that is not what we're trying to do i believe it's great to have someone to guide you 
or if you don't have someone personally to go on the YouTube university, find some information that's helpful for you, but don't get trapped in their way of thinking. There are so many ways of meditation, so many ways to find peace, so many ways to better yourself and self-improvement and feeling like you have to follow some rules that either someone else made or you made for yourself. You're going to end up feeling like you're not having the experience and then it's going to lead you further and further away from meditation. Because let's say I, I used to do it like I used to love my crystals and I still love them. They're beautiful. They come from the earth, but I learned to kind of distance myself from the rituals of having the crystals example. So I would feel like I'm not going to have a good day if I don't get my rose quartz and bring it with me and carry it on one side of my purse. Like it was, it was crazy. Or I would feel like, oh, you know what? When I meditated, I didn't feel it because I normally turn to the left when I sit down, but this time I turned to the right. And so it probably threw the spirits off and they didn't know where I was. Like I was literally doing that stupid shit to myself. Um, again, these are rules that you can put on yourself that no one else did. But when you let yourself down, you really beat yourself up and, and you, you don't take it easy on yourself at all. And I feel like your mind is under enough pressure. You put it under enough pressure. And the very least you could do is give it a break. I don't care if that break is one minute. I don't care. People say one minute, meditate one minute. Yes. Have you sat for 60 seconds without distraction lately? No, you have your phone, you're on some streaming service, you're working from home, you're schooling from home, you're teaching from home. So everybody has all of these new things to do during this time and we don't get a lot of time isolated to ourselves. So even though we're technically in isolation, you're not spending that time with yourself. You're spending all of the time with everything else. And then wondering why you can't get good sleep, you can't focus, you feel restless, you know, you have all of the negative feelings. And, and I'm going to just say there are quite a fin of, I'm going to just say that there are quite a bit of benefits with meditation. It reduces stress. It controls anxiety. It promotes emotional health, enhances self-awareness, lengthens attention span, and it can help fight addictions. Because mental discipline can help break dependencies on substances or behavior by increasing self-control. You have to kind of treat your body like you would a dog. Like if you're training a puppy to not piss in the house, there's certain things that you do so that the dog or the puppy now understands that I can't do that. After a while, it may be rebellious. It may not listen. It may piss on your, your white carpet like five more times but on the sixth time the puppy now knows okay I have to listen I have to do what I'm told and that's what your body has to do when you're meditating one here are a few tips don't sit in a position that is uncomfortable 
I don't care what they're doing on the YouTube. I don't care what video you've seen. I don't care where you've been. Do not sit in a position that is uncomfortable because it will become distracting. You already have enough distractions. You don't need another. So find yourself a comfortable area of the home that doesn't have as much noise, no electronics, you know, keep your TV off. Personally, sometimes I have to put my phone in another room and listen with headphones or a speaker because if I'm listening to music, which I do sometimes, and a song comes on that that I don't really vibe with, I'll have an inclination to want to change it and I'm kind of taken out of the sacredness of the meditation. So I try to make it so that I have as less distractions as humanly possible. It may not be a problem for you. I'm just telling you what I've been through in my struggles. But yes, don't sit in any position that you're uncomfortable in. Don't be in a location that you're uncomfortable with or you don't feel safe and secure because you're going to constantly want to open your eyes to see what's going on. And the objective is you do need your eyes to be closed during meditation because you need a break from visual stimulation. When you see things, you think of things. When you think of things, you feel things. And now, again, 10,000 directions. So you do want to have your eyes closed. And if your eyes are going to be closed, hopefully you're in a safe place so you don't have to peek every now and then like how you used to do when, you know, the elders was praying at church and you was wondering when the prayer was over. Same thing. So I actually had an analogy because I kind of did watch it the other day. The Matrix is very metaphysical it has a lot going on but I would say that one of the tools that I also use like I said I use the example of an elderly woman when I'm trying to get my mind and my thoughts to bring it back to the present moment without thinking about the past or future or worrying or creating any form of anxiety so one of the other tricks that I use or tips is I do think of the matrix and I think of Neo And every time it came time for him to fight, he would have to quiet himself. He would have to focus and everything else around him would slow down, right? Everybody remembers the back bend is infamous. That back bend dodging them bullets. That's, that's, I feel like that's us right now dodging Corona every time we leave our house. But when he is laser focused, And he's not thinking about a million things in that moment. He's not thinking about the bills that he left in the other world. He's not thinking about, oh, oh, there goes another Agent Smith. I wonder how his day is going. He seems, no, he has only one thought and he's focused on that one thing to the point where he could watch a bullet come to him. Even with the bending of the spoon, it required a certain level of concentration so that you can be your best self. You cannot be the one. You cannot be Neo um, when you cloud your world with negativity and consume all of the negativity that's on socials. And I know it's lighthearted and we're all trying to make the best out of this situation right now. So we're all on socials and being a little bit more creative and fun. And I think that's great, but be conscious of the negative videos that are also put out there because that's also going into your subconscious that I talked about before. It is a keep safe of everything that you're absorbing in your everyday world. So if you see that, is going in the bank of your subconscious. It's it's there, it's planted. 
Um, you may never think of it again in your waking life, but again, you may go to sleep and think about something you saw on Twitter because it was the last thing you saw right before you went to sleep. And we just want to be a lot more careful at the content that we consume if we want to be in a space of positivity and peace and stillness. Because I know it's hard to stay still as well. You know, you'll notice that when you're in the meditation, you'll get an itch somewhere and you got to scratch it or you got to adjust your shoulders or your, your body and your mind together will find ways to try to distract you. I've been in a meditation and I didn't even iron that day. I don't really iron. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I don't iron. Okay. My clothes are tight and if it ain't tight, it ain't right. So I don't iron that often, but while in the meditation, I'm like, Hmm, did I, did I leave the iron on? No, you didn't even iron. Did I iron? Did I though? You know what? You should just get up, check to see if the iron is on. If it isn't, just come back to your meditation. Even that little small exchange, you're going back and forth with something that is just a thought, right? Because you have to believe it. When a thought comes in, you have to believe it. And then when you believe it, you have an emotional feeling towards it. If somebody posts under my videos, Tanya, all of your videos are trash. I hate them. No one watches them. And I read it. And I go, wow, you're right. Everybody hates me. Right there is the agreement with something that came outside of me, right? That's not a thought I planted in my head. That's something I read. And I, I would have had to believe it to have an emotional reaction towards it. So meditation also allows that. It allows the space between thinking and feeling that is a life changer, like it's a game changer. Because once I realized that I don't have to be reactionary to every single thing, and I don't have to believe every single thought that I think, then it gave me a lot more space to one, be more kind to myself, be more compassionate to myself and others, because it has, it's the gift that keeps on giving. So long as you feel good inside and you've given your, your brain and your mind a break, even sometimes, even for the 60 seconds, and then you build up over time. Let's say today it is 60 seconds, but tomorrow it's five minutes. And then later on that week, five minutes doesn't feel like it's enough because you're in such a state of bliss that you don't want to leave. That is one of the most special times that I personally have in my meditation is because once I've taken a break from reality, it's like my five minutes off earth. I feel like a lot of people would even be alive today that has caused harm to themselves would still be here if they had an opportunity to pause life, to get off the carousel that is life for even five minutes. It could save you. Because you realize that I'm still here and I'm still breathing and things may not be perfect. But in this one moment, I have everything that I need. I don't need food. I don't need water. I don't need a hug. I don't need I don't need anything. I'm just good right now in this moment. And I don't have to obsess about the future. And I don't have to beat myself up over the past, over things that I cannot change. So. 
this whole journey has allowed me to be someone that I'm proud of and someone that I never thought I could be like 20 year old me looking at 34 year old me would be like, I'm sorry, who are you? And I also wouldn't listen to myself. Like people say, oh, well, if you could give yourself advice at whatever age, what advice would you give? I said, it wouldn't matter what advice I would give Tanya at 20 years old. She wouldn't listen. But I'm so glad that she didn't. And I'm glad that I've been through every single experience I've been through because it brought me to where I am now, where I have the capability to get some distance and space away from what's going on. And so now that I'm back meditating, I wanted to share that. I know that I have been long winded. I haven't promoted a damn thing. I haven't promoted my own. And of course, you guys know. Hit me up on the Twitter at I am Queen T. Hit up the Adulting I Hate It Here pod, Adulting I H I H pod on Twitter, Adulting I Hate It Here pod on Instagram and Facebook like page. And remember, subscribe on YouTube, click the little bell button so you make sure that you get every single episode. But I, I really wanted to talk about the meditation today because, like I said, I, I found myself back on a journey and I found it so useful in this time. And I know I actually got um, a letter from Shania. So she wrote in, I really enjoy the podcast and what you bring to the show. Thank you, sis. It says I'm 31 and adulting during this crazy time has been a headache. Last episode, you asked if you should change your content to center around coronavirus. And I think so far, you've done a great job of toting the line. But I would like more content on positive ways to cope with all of this. Any advice? So this is really what pulled me in to really talk about the meditation because I realized that it's hard to not talk about coronavirus because it's so prevalent in our present moment. But also people are looking for that break. People are looking for ways to escape in a way what's going on and meditation is a great tool for that and it has so many personal benefits that is essential at this point so just like tissue is i feel like getting a break from reality is i wouldn't say equally as essential as tissue tp is top three important things but remember that you know every upgrade comes with responsibility so For beginners who are just getting into meditation and you do have any questions at all, you can always hit me up. You can always find me on that Twitter machine and I'll be glad to help you or any questions that you may have. I'll be up right here for you. So I do have a few do's and don'ts of meditations, if you will. Um, So a couple do's is find a quiet place. Quiet. I know it's not easy, especially if you have children. But find a quiet place. Like I said before, you just want to make sure that there are absolutely no distractions. Um, do's. So a lot of people have asked me, like, do you listen to music? Do you not? Do you concentrate in silence? That's a personal preference. I kind of toggle between the two. So one of the do's, if you can listen to music, nature sounds. Personally, I don't like to listen to music that has any words or lyrics like popular songs or, you know, I don't like to listen to words and lyrics because one music is like how you emotionally time travel. 
There's a song that could drop right now and you remember what you did in 2004. Again, I'm trying to narrow my focus and I'm trying to create less chatter. But I know that when I listen to certain music or certain lyrics that my mind starts going into a million directions because I'm thinking about maybe one word they said in the song. That's just a personal thing that may not affect you at all. So I think it's a great idea to listen to music. It puts you in a good mood, a good zen, a good chi, if you will. Another do is find a great breathing technique or a couple of them to help calm your your heart rate, get your blood flowing and oxygen going through your body. Those are great tools as well. Those are kind of like mini meditations when you do take a second to just breathe and focus on your breath. And that's the only thing that you're thinking about is just air going in and out of your body. Again, that's also a mental break. So what I do is I inhale for four counts. I hold for two counts. I exhale for four counts and I hold again for two counts. Once I'm done, I take a deep breath and exhale out. This is said to relieve stress and tension, which I always have because I live on earth. Not only do I live on earth, I live in the country of Florida. So those are great tools to use. Now, as far as like the ambiance, cause I know that like setting a mood is a real thing cause I'm moody. So I definitely like setting the mood. I like to uh, burn candles or light incense. Um, So creating a peaceful atmosphere to meditate can definitely help in one, your general comfort, and it helps to identify, you know, sacred space. If I take my balcony and I put certain items out there and and I leave my candles and I leave my incense out there, In my mind, I start to become trained to realize this is a sacred space. So my energy changes when I'm in that space. So that's something that I just learned to do as well. Um, So, yes, find somewhere that is all yours. You want to create it so it's warm and it's inviting. Think of very Jill Scott, Erica Badu-esque. One of them need to invite me over for tea, but just create an ambiance that creates peace for you for whatever that may be for you. Now, a couple don'ts. Don't use your phone, okay? Create a playlist or find music, sounds that doesn't require your phone to be very close to you or even the same room. Like I said, I use like cordless headphones or whatever. Do they call them cordless headphones? I don't know. But I use those just to decrease distraction. Another don't is don't be so hard on yourself. Like I said, you would not scream at an elderly woman with Alzheimer's. You would be kind and gentle and compassionate. And so those are the same qualities you have to give yourself while you're meditating. It does require a certain level of patience with yourself. You have to give yourself some room to make mistakes, some room to think about things that you don't like, give it some room and not be so critical. Um, when you feel like you're not doing something right, just sit, sit it out. If you say you're going to be there for five minutes and after two minutes, you're not feeling it. Just exercise a little bit more discipline and sit there for three more minutes because you said you would do it. And for no other reason, even if your mind and your thoughts don't cooperate, You sat there for your five minutes. That's a part of training. That's a part of training the body to sit just like a dog, like sit, 
when I say sit, you sit because you have to let the, the body and the mind know, like as the soul, I am in control. I am in control. If I say sit, you sit. If I say, let's go, let's go. If I say concentrate, we concentrate. And so again, that's a part of building that relationship with yourself. Um, another don't is, uh, don't focus on time. Like I said, if you said you, you set a, a limit for yourself and I'm going to meditate for 15 minutes in the morning and somewhere in the meditation, your mind starts to clutter, thoughts wander and you're going, is it is it over yet? Is it over? Is it is it 10 minutes? Is it? And then you, you go look for your phone and you're breaking the peace that you promised yourself. Like I said, even if it doesn't feel groovy all the time, sit it out. Sit it out till you think it's 20 minutes, but don't stay in the meditation and obsess about how long has it been? Uh, Should it be longer? Or maybe I should cut it short or, you know, again, all of those things are part of the chatter that we're trying to get rid of. You want to relax and you want some stillness because what the fuck is going on in the world? (laughs) We need this. We need this meditation. I hope that this has been helpful to you guys. If again, you need any help, questions, advice, if you want to promote your business as well, hit me up. If you have any items that goes along well with meditation, as far as your business, and you want to promote that, let me know. Hit me up, adulting. I hate it here pod at gmail.com. And again, you can always hit me up on the Twitter machine at I am Queen T. I am Q W E E N T E E. Same thing on the Instagram. My hair is blonde now, so feel free to call me Heather in your spare time. But yeah, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Like I said, I know I'm long winded. I've been talking for like over an hour, which is nothing. Wait a minute. <clears throat> See, now my throat's starting to hurt, and I just want to make sure that it's not that Rona. Um, I gotta go. Thank y'all so much for listening to the show. Catch y'all next week. Bye. I hate it here.